Today's episode is brought to you by Positively Productive Systems, whose mission is to be the antidote to your stress and to provide compassionate productivity resources and coaching that help you heal and achieve. Be sure to check out both free and paid resources at PositivelyProductive.com resources. As constant learners and infinite creators, we have superpowers that are essential when harnessed, but can also trap us, often unwittingly. Your lifelong learning and need to research can be powerful, but it can also be problematic. Without application, your knowledge can become a collection of information, cluttering your mind and space, instead of a means to move forward. You're listening to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Zarotny, founder of Positively Productive Systems and a coach certified in time and stress management, helping overwhelmed clients make space for what matters. Join me each episode as we explore ways to live a more proactive, productive life with topics and guests that speak to simplifying self-awareness, systems, and so much more. I understand overwhelm personally as a fellow multi-passionate entrepreneur, wife and mom to kids and cats, and former caregiver. I'm here to help you choose what's right for you so you can do less, live more, and breathe easier. Sound good? Let's get to it. Welcome to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa, and one of my goals each and every episode is not just to educate and inspire you, but to encourage you to take action. I was inspired to focus on the theme of action this month because the name of the month, March, tells us what we need to do. To march is to step, to move forward. And the more clients I coach, the longer I podcast, the longer I run my own business, the more I see how we must take action to continue forward, whether to get unstuck from a place we don't want to be or to progress to a place we desire. There are many ways you may get stuck. And we've discussed quite a few here. Your mindset and limiting beliefs can hold you back with imposter syndrome looming, trying to convince you you aren't capable or worthy. FYI, imposter syndrome is wrong. You can get caught up in your own stories and fear and codependent tendencies, which I discussed with Mallory Jackson in our number one downloaded episode, Am I Codependent? Spoiler alert, we all are, to some extent. And Mallory helps us see how it's okay and what to do about it. In so many ways, we create our own limitations or upper limits, as I refer to them, based on one of my favorite books called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Hendricks also mentions another concept I've shared many times here, the zone of genius, which is the place you want to be to maximize your strengths and talents and ultimately enter a flow state, which equals maximum productivity. If you want to dive into any of these concepts further, I'll link to the episodes mentioned in the show notes, and you can find the mindset books like The Big Leap and any other book we mention here on the podcast on the favorites page of the Positively Productive website. That's positivelyproductive.com slash favorites. Another way you may get stuck is not being able to envision the how you might achieve a goal, which is where I come in as a coach, helping you see the steps that make sense for you and encouraging you to take them like we're doing today. In this episode, I want to highlight a specific kind of challenge that happens to my fellow multi-passionate creatives and questioners. 
As constant learners and infinite creators, we have superpowers that are essential when harnessed, but can also trap us, often unwittingly. Tell me if this sounds familiar. I've always had a love of learning, feeling my very best in academic settings, well, except for the homework and harsh deadline part. But it's because I love to discuss new ideas and expand my worldview. This is one of the reasons I adore working with multi-passionate creatives. They're my people. They're the lifelong learners who buy all the courses and study all the things. But they can also get stuck because of it. After all, there's always something to learn. But what happens when you don't apply it? Your lifelong learning and need to research can be powerful but it can also be problematic. Without application, your knowledge can become a collection of information, cluttering your mind and space instead of a means to move forward. And I get it. That was me for a long time. And it wasn't until I figured out that learning more has a dark side that I realized how I could help those who love it also implement what they know and be even more successful. I know a dark side, right? Sounds so dramatic. But there are things in our life that are technically healthy for us, but can turn poisonous, like something as innocuous as water. There's an old adage, the dose makes the poison. And I mentioned this concept in my original episode on toxic positivity with Valerie Friedlander. Something as wonderful as positivity, a foundational element of what I coach, can be toxic. And so too, can be searching for information and relying on education when it keeps us in the theoretical instead of the tangible. All right, now that I've had fun with SAT words, let's break it down further. I'm going to call it directly now. What I'm saying is learning, as amazing as it is, can be a crutch, and it's up to you to determine when it is for you. One way I see so much is when you rely on it for your worthiness. Women have a tendency to do this quite a bit, actually, which Carol Cox and I discussed in her episode about speaking your mind and mission. It can feel scary to step into your own thought leadership and to own who you are and what you believe and what you know. And sometimes it feels safer to keep learning instead, right? To keep preparing to get it just right. But my goal in this episode is to show you why action is a necessity for growth and success. I have clients who focus on getting certifications before they coach others. And I realize this can be a tricky subject, so I want you to hear me out. It's one thing if you need specific knowledge to help someone. Licenses in the medical community or areas like cosmetology or engine repair. You know, those are far different from coaching programs, for example, from sharing your wisdom, mentoring others, right? And I'm by no means against them. I have actually multiple certifications, but I also knew I could help people before I was certified. And I had to rely on my own strengths and experience to assess who to help and how and when. I had to move past studying at some point or I would never reach my goal of becoming the coach that I am now. Same thing goes for doing this podcast. Honestly, I felt lost when I first began. And each time I reach a new level with the podcast or experience a new challenge, I find myself wanting to research options and do it the right way. And I have to allow myself that to some extent, but then step back and say, okay, it's time to move. Sometimes the right way is just doing it. Try it and see what happens. I now answer the question that others ask me, what do I need to start a podcast? How do I do it the right way? With this answer, 
You need a clear vision of why you're doing it, a basic structure and system, and a time in your schedule to record. And then record. Another example is highlighted in my coaching interview with Venice Lau, who's a questioner who loves to research, and she could easily get caught in analysis paralysis. And it actually kept her from choosing next steps for her business. This could be anything from the next and best project management platform to the layout of a site, you know, the content that she's going to put on there, the type of coaching that she was going to do. This happens a lot with my clients. In her case, she would hold back because she didn't want to choose wrong. But the problem is, then she wouldn't choose at all. And I'm curious, does any of this apply to you? Have you ever studied how to do something before trying it and then studied more and then thought, "Mm, maybe just one more course before I put myself out there? If that's happened, and especially if it's happening right now, this is me giving you full permission to go for it, to do it, to try it. Put the course down and take a step instead. I promise you, it's going to give you even more than whatever that course had to offer. Now, keep in mind that taking action isn't always what you think it is. It can be deciding. It can be accepting. It can be taking steps so small they might seem inconsequential, but they are actually critical. I have six reasons for you why taking action is imperative. Number one, it stops the analysis paralysis. This is for my questioners, especially like Venice, right? It's way too easy to want to keep researching options. And like Venice, you'll find more options every time you do. They're never going to end. The options are always out there. Companies are out there dedicated to creating new options for you, even new options within the options. So ironically, the only way for you to stop this paralysis is to choose. That involves trust, but you need to trust the process as well as your choice. Number two is you learn by doing and you keep it too. With the exception of theoretical science, that requires you to theorize, nearly everything else needs a test run. Think about the difference between studying, driving, and taking your written exam versus your road test. If you don't practice actual driving before that road test, there's no amount of parallel parking study, no YouTube tutorials in the world that will save you. Come to think of it, because I don't spend much time in urban areas. I was born and raised in the country and continue to live in rural and suburban areas, mostly, I'm more inclined toward a parking garage than street parking because I'm out of practice. Number three, why you must take action, is it shows us what works. It's real data to work with. As I began to coach others, I figured out where I wanted to study more. That's when I stepped into getting a certification in stress management because I could see how much that played a part in not taking action in being more productive. So years into coaching, that's when I added that certification, the stress management certification. And then I added positive psychology. And that was actually more of a reverse engineering of what I found myself already doing. I knew that those things would uplevel my ability to help my clients, but they weren't what was required for me to start working with them to begin with. Number four, It creates momentum. Have you ever had a habit you wanted to develop, but that first step, man, it's a doozy, right? You struggle to get started. And then have you noticed how finding a way to take just one step, no matter how tiny, fires up something in you? There's a scientific principle from Sir Isaac Newton, a body at rest, 
tends to remain at rest, and a body in motion tends to remain in motion. It's the idea of building that momentum and keeping it going. The more you can take action, the more you will keep the action going. Number five, it's necessary to create habits, and we want those. Now we're going from science to philosophy, and we're quoting Aristotle. He said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. Ah, habits, they are your personal automation system to lock in what you do so your brain can make space for innovation. When you take action, especially in order to create a habit, you're making more room in your brain to create. And that's what you do best. Number six, it builds confidence. When you try and succeed, your confidence goes up. Same goes for when you try repeatedly and at least see progress, provided you can get past those annoying perfectionist tendencies where you expect too much of yourself. <clears throat> but I digress. The fact remains that you must do a thing in order to experience achievement. Okay, yes, you can feel achievement when you complete a course. Stop trying to distract me from my point here. Learning does build confidence, but acting upon what you learn takes it and you to the next level. And that's what I wish for you, that you take action and move to the next level. On a side note, are you an animated movie fan like me? Have you ever watched Rio? At one point in the movie... Pedro, played by Will I Am, is chatting with the main character, Blue, voiced by Jesse Eisenberg. Blue says, I thought this level's the level. And Pedro exclaims, come on, this ain't the level. The next level's the level. <laughs> That's always stuck with me because it makes me think about, you know, what level am I at and what level's next and where do I want to be going? So that's what I want you to think about today. We're going to jump right into taking action right now. And here are the steps I want you to take. One, think about what the next level is for you in any part of your life. It doesn't matter, business or personal. It can be a big level, a big step. It can be small. Actually, I'd even recommend it be small because this will make taking the action easier for you. Number two, find a place where you haven't taken action yet due to fear or belief that you need more knowledge or preparation. This is an especially good approach because this is the kind of practice you need to get beyond the theoretical and taking the action. Number three, I want you to identify one thing you can do to take action and schedule it or do it as soon as you know, if it's something quick. If number three is tripping you up and you still feel unsure about what that one thing is, perhaps I can help. This is where coaching can change the game. Although I do have resources to try on your own, there is nothing quite like a one-to-one -one session where you describe what's going on, we figure out what's holding you back, and create a plan so you have a step-by-step -step approach. If you'd like to try out coaching in a very quick, low-risk, high-yield way, I'd recommend the Productivity Boost session. We can do just what I described. It's a one-time, 30-minute session with some prep work ahead that lets us dig in fast and create a customized plan for you that will boost your productivity by helping you get clear on your next steps. Action. If that sounds good to you, go to positivelyproductive.com boost and be sure to use the promo code podcast for a very special listener discount. Thank you as always for listening and supporting the podcast. 
I want to keep returning that favor and would love to get your feedback on this episode or any others. But especially today, I'd love to hear what action you have taken as a result of this episode. You can always message me on Instagram and I look forward to our chat. Thank you for joining me today. Your time is precious and limited, and I'm honored you chose to spend it with me. If you have feedback, questions, or want to schedule a chat, head to positivelyproductive.com slash connect. And if you are looking for any of the resources referenced on the podcast, from books to products to training and more, go to positivelyproductive.com slash resources.